Welcome, my dearly beloved family and friends. Welcome to A Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we're giving you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. And today, family, chosen few, this is entitled, He that has an ear, let him hear. And today our intention is to kill a sacred cow. Yes, killing a sacred cow, so to speak. Let's start with prayer. Heavenly Father, Yah, I submit to you. I submit and surrender my will to you, to thy will. I surrender my mouth, my mind, and my subconscious mind to you. My pray, my prayer is use me for your praise, for your purpose. Let me not come with my own will, my own way, my own thinking. Teach through me by the power of your set apart Holy Spirit. And let me give this message in love, in love. And I pray that hearts will be opened and, and revelation and just giving them something to think about, something more. Let the truth be known today. Your truth, not mine, but your truth. I humbly submit to you. And I humbly ask, please help me give this message. Let me not get in the way in my personal thinking or attitude or anything. I believe you put this on my heart. Oh, precious set apart. Rukadush, known as the Holy Spirit, I submit to you. Have your way teach through me. You are the teacher. And I submit to you in the name of salvation who is Yahusha Mashiach. He who's known to most as Jesus the Messiah or they call him Jesus Christ. Yahusha the only begotten son of Yah. So be it. So be it. Alright beloved. Let's begin. Killing a sacred cow. You know, beloved family, I've heard ministers, pastors, and other clergy blame women for all the evil in this world. Yeah. Sadly, they put all the blame on Kua, known to us as Eve, leaving Adam, who's pronounced Adam, out, leaving him out by giving him a clean slate with the verdict of being innocent and guilty of only one thing, and that is having a stupid, manipulating, power-driven, wicked wife. Beloved, that is terrible. And that is wrong and is not of our Father Yah. So I want to ask you, which is better or which is worse? To be Kua, called Eve, who was deceived and disobeyed Yahuwah Alua, the Bible would say the Lord God, or Adam, pronounced by most Adam, who knew better but still follows along in disobedience with someone he knew was being deceived. And he watched it happen. Which is better or which is worse? You know what I say? Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And yes, Kua known as Eve, was very, very wrong for listening to that serpent. And beloved, he wasn't a snake. It wasn't a snake. When they say a serpent, you know what a, a serpent does, a snake does? He hides and he watches his victims. You know, he hisses, he watches his vis victims go in and out, in and out. Let's, let's them get comfortable so they feel like there's no danger. There's no danger. He's just part of the, the scenery, not moving, just staying there. 
And then when they're comfortable, he pounces on them. Yeah, that's, that's, what a, that's what a serpent. And that's exactly what Satan did. He wasn't a snake. It was not a talking snake. Come on, let's get out of fairy tale. Let's get away from man's traditions and superstitions and the lies of Satan. All right, that was a rabbit trail. I didn't mean to go that, but we have to talk. We had to say that and get back to what I was saying. They're both wrong. She who's called Eve was wrong for listening to that lying devil, that serpent. And she lusted for more than what she already had, thinking our father had held something from her. First of all, she was wrong by taking the time to listen and meditating on what he was thinking. Now, Adam, Adam, was wrong because he was the one who was told by the father, don't eat of the tree of good and evil. He was told. Kua Eve was not created then. She was not formed yet. But he, scripture says, he was there. He was there. And he allowed it to happen. He followed her. One pastor say, oh, he loved his wife so much to where he just went along with it. Excusing him. Not duh. That does not make him bet right. That makes him double wrong. He knew better, but he's going to follow her. Why didn't he stop her? So, in other words, and I'm not putting all the blame on men. We were both wrong. Man and woman. This way, woman and then man, woman and then man. So how can you turn it around and say, how can they turn around and say women were all, all the blame? Okay. You know, and not only that, listen to this. Remember, we're giving you food for thought, something to think about. You're going to think about that was not a snake. <laughs> it was a serpent. Because if you read in scripture, it talks about how he was in the, in the Garden of Eden and he had all the jewels, topaz and diamonds and rubies. And honey, that would be a dressed up snake if that was a snake. <laughs> okay, getting back to what I was saying. Not only that, he partook of the same fruit. She gave him some of the same fruit she rebelliously took. He took of the same fruit on his own. She didn't force him. And beloved, it was not an apple or a peach or an orange or plum, etc., as they have taught us. And is that bone and whatever it is sticks in man. That's not Adam's apple. That's not the piece of the apple that Adam swallowed. Oh, that is so silly. That is such a child's fairy tale. Beloved, it is much deeper than that. And I don't know if I should go all the way, get that deep. I won't get all the way into it, but I have to say this. Let me ask you something. What do we call forbidden fruit? And society has referred to, uh, in a lot of cases, as forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit. Hmm? Well, I can remember years ago, there was a movie called Forbidden Fruit. And it was about a promiscuous girl seducing men. It was sexual. Think about this. Is it, I mean, don't, don't shut me off. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I know what we've been told, but we're grown-ups now. And you are the chosen few. Listen through, but you decide... You know, you don't have to agree. You can agree to disagree. But just, just listen to me. Think about this. She bit an apple. Kua, Eve, bit an apple and was punished in her womb. That now she will deliver children in labor and pains because she bit an apple. Why? Which, I mean, does that make sense to you? And Adam, Adam, the ground would be cursed to him. Now there would be thorns and thistles and, and, and he would have to toil when he worked the land. Because he bit an apple too. And all of a sudden they knew they were naked because they bit 
an apple. No, it's deeper than that. Beloved, I challenge you. Read the genealogy of Adam. You will not find Cain's name in there at all. Now, you won't find Abel because Abel was dead, but Cain wasn't. Cain is not in his genealogy because Cain is not Adam's son. He's Satan's son. Son, I didn't know I was going to go all the way out and say it. I've known this for a long time. People don't want to hear it. You know, and when Eve said, he beguiled me. When you go back in the old scripture, the, the, the Greek and the Hebrews, it means he wholly seduced me. Wholly. Totally. Fit mentally, physically, spiritually seduced me. And you know, and it makes you wonder, did while Eve was carrying the wrong seed, and did Adam spill his seed on the ground? You know, they have scripture where they talk about the where they were forbidding and father was against soldiers in the camp where their seed was falling from their hand on the ground. Now we're we're adults, you know. Um I don't, <laughs> you know what that means. He was, his seed falling from his hand on the ground. And you know what a man's seed is. I'm just trying to keep this clean. So, <laughs> anyway, I just wonder. I mean, something, to, food for thought, something to think about, huh? And before I move, before I move on, who's the, Who's life? Who's the tree of life? You know, men are referred to in scripture as trees and something, you know, just like they, many waters is also uh, a, um, a symbol of many voices or, or great multitudes of people. Yahusha, whom they know, Yahusha, Yahusha, who's known as Jesus, is the tree, the man of life. And I believe, to, and Satan was good and turned evil. Is it possible that he's the tree? He was the tree of good and evil? Because see, they were assigned, the messengers, because angels, they were assigned to watch over us, to help us. He was in the garden, because it speaks of him being in the garden with Eve in scripture. Dressed up in all those, <laughs> you know, all those jewels. And didn't, didn't Eve, of course, say it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to listen, to look at, and to listen to. It was not a talking snake, a snake walking on two legs. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, moving right along. Let's get back on track. All right. We're killing a sacred cow. Okay. Now, I want to say this. Satan has had it out for women since Eve. Cool, I called Eve. He's had it out for women. And so did the synagogue of Satan. Do you know who the synagogue of Satan is? It's important that you do know. They're the Kenites. And the descendants of Cain, not the Canaanites, Kenites. And if you really want to read about the synagogue of Satan, go to uh, Revelation, I forget how to say it in Hebrew, 2.9 and Revelation 3.9. They tell you who the synagogue of Satan are. Is, shall I say. All right. So. And these Canaanites, these Kenites, shall I say, the synagogue of Satan, fled into Yahuda, which is Judah. You know, I say Yahuda. You know why? Because there was no J. Remember, J is only five years old, so it couldn't be. I mean, not five years old, 500 years old recently. So it couldn't be Judah. Fled to Yehuda called Judah. And they came to them. Why did the synagogue of Satan, the Kenites, come to them? They came to Yehuda, Judah, for protection. Yeah, they came to be protected by them. And our careless, foolish ancestors, Yehuda, called Judah, allowed them 
after receiving them in to let to protect them, allowed them to become the bookkeepers. That was the job that was given to them. Bookkeepers. Now you have to be careful with who you allow to keep your books. I mean, that was really careless. And later, these Kenites, later converting to the Yahudi, Yahudi is the Yahudi faith because there was no Jew, not Jewish, Yahudi, really, Yahudi faith. Uh, because, let me get this right, because, see, they, it was rejected, they rejected Christianity and the, the Christian and Muslim religions, the faith. They didn't want that. They chose the Yahudi. The he, what they become the Hebrew or Yahudi what written it was in the in the scripture they said Jews. They eventually became scribes, which enabled them to write themselves into the history of the Yahudi people. Not Jews, like I said, there was no J. So, they write themselves into the history of the Yahudi people, the true chosen of Yah. And they were able to then remove his true name from the scripture and replace it with titles such as Lord, God, and El, or Elohim. Under the guise, his name was too holy to speak. But beloved, in scripture, you'll find our father, Yah, constantly stressing the importance of knowing his name and calling on his name. And uh, before, uh, um, let me give you a little food for thought, something to think about. In the original Hebrew or Ibri language, there was not only no J, there was no I, there was no V, and there was no E, and there was no W. There was no I, no V, no J, no E, no W. Something to think about. Okay, getting back to how Satan had and still has it out for women. For instance, it is more than likely Rahab would pronounce Rahab was an innkeeper a hotel manager, not a harlot, not a prostitute. As I said before, why would righteous Yahusha, son of Nun, pronounced what they wrote in the Bible, Joshua, and Caleb stay at a house of prostitution? They would not, beloved. They would not. You know, and the synagogue of Satan hated women so a woman who was a businesswoman, who, who had a business, she was a harlot to them. <laughs> she was not thought of very well at all. And some of the men, men right now, when women preach or, or prophesy, they, think, they look at them as harlots. Rahab, Rahab, her inn or hotel was on the wall of the city which is quite convenient for travelers. Yahusha, son of Nun, Bible says Joshua and Caleb would not stay in a house of prostitution. They would not put themselves in that temptation. They would not put themselves in that environment. Come on people, let's use our brain. Let's use our good sense that the Father gave us. Not depending on the the lies. Satan is lied. He's been in the church a long time, twisting things. He was even trying to twist scripture to, to Yahusha when he was in the in the wilderness. Okay, let me get back to where I was. Okay. Satan is upset with woman because she was used to bring the son of the Almighty Yah, you would say the Almighty God, here on earth. The same woman that he deceived was the same woman that he was used for his demise. Woo! Our father is good. Our father is good. And yes, woman came from man. 
she was taken from man. But when the Savior come, it wasn't it wasn't Yah or your heavenly Father and man. It was Yah and woman. Man had nothing to do with the virgin birth. But man had everything, Father with man and Father had everything to do with woman being born. But every other man that came on this earth had to come through woman. Now, Miriam, known as Mary, her name was Miriam, not Mary, was the mother of the man-child, Yahusha, called Jesus. And Yah, Yahuwah, was the father of Yahusha, the Messiah, or Jesus, the Messiah. That brings us back to Isaiah, or Isaiah, which is Yahshiyahu in Hebrew, 9-6. Unto us a child was born, the man-child, Mary's son, Mary's child, Mary's son. A son was given. The Messiah, the son of Yah, was given. He wasn't born. He already was. He was given. He was put inside that man-child of Mary to be made legal to be here on earth. Because like I said, he could not come in his spirit body because this authority was given to a dirt body, a humus man, a man of dirt. Genesis 1, 26, again. We always have to go back to that. Just let that resonate, resignate. Think about that. It's much to think about. We're killing a sacred cow. Matter we may seems like we're killing a few sacred cows here, so to speak. I want to get to this part. Important part. Were women really forbidden to teach or preach in the assemblies or the church? Were they really? Let's read scripture. Let's go by scripture. First Corinthians fourteen thirty four KJV. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for a woman to speak in church. Beloved, in this epistle, which is a letter, a letter, this is not a book. This is not like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and other books in the Safar, or people say the Sefer, or, or in the Bible. No, this was a letter. And either Paul or the co-author that most Christians don't know about, named Sustin. Was it Sostenus? Yeah. So it was either Paul or this co-writer that uh, Sostenus that wrote this to a Corinthian assembly, or if you prefer, church in Corinth, handling what was going on there. It was not everybody. It was not written to all assemblies. This was a letter written to a specific congregation. to a church or assembly in Corinth. Corinthian, not every, not all women. It was your women talking to them. Now let's go to read 1 Corinthians 14, 34, the NLV. Women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. Let's read that in the Amplified Bible. The women should be silent in the churches, for they are not authorized to speak, but are to take a subordinate place, as the law says. You know, we said, do not let your women speak, or that they must be silent. 
in the original language, in the original manuscript, it was, do not let your women chatter. Chatter in the assembly. That would be a shame. Chatter. And no one should chatter in church or in the assembly. It had nowhere, did it say, preach or teach. Chatter. You know what chatter is. You know, <laughs> come on now. It didn't mean it's not it's not a shame for women to teach or preach in church, meaning, you know, and it was meaning to hold their peace was not to chatter. Children shouldn't chatter, men shouldn't chatter either. Paul, you know, Paul even had a a a, a female pastor he worked with. Some believe this was and you know, some believe that some of these things were what I just read or women not being speaking there was added later because of the contradiction of Paul saying earlier in the same letter, women should have their heads covered when they prophesy. Okay, now this is the same letter. One letter, one part of the letter, in the, in the earlier in the letter, it says women should, should have their heads covered when they prophesy. Prophesy? But then later it says they shouldn't speak. Okay, the current seemed to have been pretty chaotic. So it should not be generalized, putting all assemblies called churches in the same bag, so to speak. You know, yeah, he was writing to Corinth because they had some problems. He was handling some problems, putting out some fires in the Corinth among the Corinthian followers. Okay. There are many women Paul worked with in the ministry. They were not just doing the dishes, so to speak. You know, Priscilla, wife of Aquila. And it wasn't Aquila and Priscilla. He mentioned Priscilla and Aquila. And Phoebe. You know, and then there was Prisca. And Junia. And you some some argue that Junia that she may have been a man. <laughs> These were women. See a lot of some of the names they just think they were all men. Let's read First Corinthians eleven four six. See, let's check out this contradiction. Okay, every man. I'm going to read early. You know, I'm going to read ahead before I get to the the because um, it's in um, eleven fourteen. But I'm going to start uh, earlier. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesied with her head uncovered, dishonors her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. Mm. Kind of confusing. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Let's jump down to um, 1 Corinthians 11 and 14. Okay, 11, no, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm just getting a little carried away with my notes here. Now, 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 Corinthians 14 contradicts each other. How does a woman prophesy and keep silent at the same time? Huh? How does she pray or prophesy and she must have her head covered, but then at the same time keep silence? Duh. That doesn't make sense. Okay, let's jump to 1 Corinthians 11, 7 through 16. Let's read that. 1 Corinthians 11, 7 through 16. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and glory of Yah, the Bible says, of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman 
to have power on her head because of the angels who will be messengers. Nevertheless, neither is the man without woman, neither the woman without man in Yahuwah, Bible says, in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman. Hello. But all things of Yah, Yahuwah, Bible says, but all things of God. Judge in yourselves. Is it calmly that a woman pray unto Yahuwah, Bible says unto God, uncovered? Do not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given for her for a covering. But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of Yah. Okay. Okay, but this is go even with long hair. Well, why is it all the Bible said in every picture, Jesus and all the others have long hair? Hmm. And all the Pharisees and Sadducees, when they're praying, their heads covered. If you, if we're talking about, I mean, anyway, that goes deeper than that. I mean, anyway, we can't handle too many fires at one thing. I have, you have to pick my battles. Okay. All right, moving. Good. Let's go. Let's talk, see. Read about Phoebe. Phoebe in Romans sixteen one and two, King James version. I commend unto you, Phoebe. Phoebe, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is they have servant when you, which is minister. What is a minister? A minister is a servant. An apostle is a servant, a prophet, a pastor, servant. So, which is a servant, a minister of the church, which is at Centria. I guess that's how I pronounce it. Centria. That ye receive her in, it says, in the Lord. So I'm going to say in Yahuwah, Yahusha, as becometh saints. And that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of. Not in washing the dishes. Not assist her in making the soup. In whatever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a secure. A secure, secure. And I looked at where assistant. Now some of them will say help. They have it. Helper. And assistant is a helper. But when I went through the translation. Going back in the Greek and the. That Hebrew assistant. So she hath been an assistant of many and of myself too. A minister is a servant. When they say, you know, we minister, go out and say, we minister unto the unto the Father, minister unto Yahuwah. We don't preach to him, we serve him. A minister serves because they are a servant. And when after Yahusha came, after um, Yahusha, Yahusha finished the 40-day fast, 40-day, 40-night fast, messengers called angels came and ministered to him. They didn't preach to him. They served him. You know, maybe they, maybe they gave him soup, whatever. They, they, they nourished his body. Okay. I, as you see... I am not, I'm just trying to open, open the eyes. Let's get away from the lies and the deceit and the childish things and traditions and superstitions that we've been taught by so many in the church. Remember, Satan has been sitting in the pulpit a long time. There are satanic people in the word in, in in the churches and on the worship team there are witches that have been assigned in our churches and its assemblies it's true beloved it's true yes am i i am a minister i am a servant yes i am an ordained minister i i don't just 
play on push on the name, but I've I was called to be a prophetess in two what well, what was it? nineteen ninety two by the Heavenly Father when I first heard his voice and I rejected it. Because I didn't really know what it was then and I just knew it was hard, something hard. And I just wanted to sing and dance for him, to be a um a worship and praise singer and dancer. You call me prophetess and it's slow I'm so sorry that I rejected it then. I had to apologize and repent for that. And in two thousand nine I was ordained as an evangelist. And and since I've been here in Taiwan, I've been ordained um, minister. Uh, that was an evangelist for in, for America, and, uh, and then ordained here in Taiwan as a missionary and evangelist. And since then, uh, you know, as I've been ordained as a pastor, you know, uh, and I was ordained by man now as a prophetess. I was first in I forgot what year that was. Ugh. I think it was two twelve that I was ordained by man as a prophetess. But in 1992, I was called by the Father as a prophetess. And a couple of years recently, I have been ordained as an as an apostle. And I know a lot, I, you know, even I had a problem with that. I was like, but you know, I, 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 is it okay for a woman to be an apostle? Because I turned it down, I rejected it. I said, no, 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 not until I hear the Father calls me that. I know he calls me prophetess, I wouldn't receive it. But see, there were... And now that, you know, um, and I just accepted what he called me up and, and I know the meaning of it. It's a servant. The higher you are, go up or you are elevated in ministry, the bigger servant you have become. You're supposed to be. Not you're to be, be sir, more to be served. No, you are to serve more. Praise Yah. Halal Yahuwah. So, you know, and, I, and not bragging about it. Just, that's, just, that's just the truth. You know, I had a problem with it, and uh, the 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 woman I the ministry I'm under, the apostle I'm under, chief apostle I'm under is a woman. Chief apostle Sandra Coward of um, Dade City, Florida. But I am a servant. You know, that's just you know I'm just sharing with you right now. You know, I don't promote myself as that. You know, there are times when I have to, when he, you know, when they ask, is our, all the pastors stand up? I'm, I remember I was in a service and I wouldn't get up and Holy Spirit said, you're a pastor, stand up. And I had to get up and everybody's looking at me. You know, they see me as the singer. You know, and when I first came to Taiwan, I was a jazz singer. People try to keep you in that same bag, but I am who and what he calls me. I told one pastor here, you know, at the church, I said, you may not see me, at that time, I say, as a prophetess or evangelist or whatever, I say, you want to, uh, as a missionary, he never told me a missionary, he never called me for that. I say, but I am who and what he says I am, no matter what you see or no matter what you say. He said, capiche, capiche. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm who, what the Father says, no matter what. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. I'm going back and forth. This is how, you know, I'm always really nervous when I'm teaching or preaching something that causes discomfort. You know, like I said, I always like to say things that make people feel good. But I told Yahuwah, Yahuwah, the Father, Heavenly Father, whom you call the Lord or you call Jehovah or Yahweh, I told him I would say whatever you want me to say. And I told my Savior, Yahusha, Yahusha, <laughs> you go and you call Jesus or you call him Yesu or Yeshua. That I would say whatever you wanted me to say. Put, you know, like you did Jeremiah, put a coal in my mouth and I will speak your truth. So that's all I'm trying to do. And um, so didn't you get rid of this sacred cow uh, stuff that women should not preach or teach? It's nowhere in there. Women should not chatter in church. Look it up. You know, try to go, go beyond, go to the, uh, uh, go to someone who studied the original manuscript. Remember, the synagogue of Satan also has got in there changing things. Nobody should chatter in church, and they were talking specifically. He was talking specifically to the Corinth, the church, the Corinthians, the, uh, uh, an assembly in. Corinth, not all women. It did not say let all women. It said to let your women chatter. Okay? 
And remember, it's also people, uh, you know, a couple, few, I think six chapters are debated if Paul really wrote them. And there was a co-writer, you know, I, I can't think of his name again right now. I just said it earlier, but that, um, what was it? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. I, I don't want to go back in my notes. But that is also argued that he may have wrote and how it was wrote later the same letter saying women when you in other words don't don't let them pray or prophesy without their heads being covered there but then as it's later in the same letter same letter not book don't let them then they have right don't let them speak and you know i believe paul <laughs> would be surprised that his letters are in our scripture because it was a letter a personal letter not a book hello and remember, the scribes, the synagogue of Satan, they, the scribes and the, 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 the synagogue of Satan and the Edomites have been directing and taking in and putting out, taking books out of our, of our scripture. Like for instance, there are 13 books that are mentioned in the Bible, but they're not in there. I just forgive one. Yasher, pronounced, they pronounce Joshua, is mentioned three times. When David said, this is, is this not written in the book of Joshua? Where, where is the book of Joshua? It's not in the Bible. But it's in my Safar. There were more than 66 books. How are we going to let somebody tell us what we should read and what we shouldn't? And these are the books that should be there. Okay, I'm getting off time. All right. And just one little thing I want to say. Um, I should, oh, it's 41 minutes. I didn't mean for it to be so long. This, this is a side note detour. I just see here. You know, um, just meant the church, you know, churches have uh, been referred to as a woman in, in, in Scripture. And the woman, the harlot Jezebel in Revelation is talking about a church, not King Ahab's or people would say Ahab's wife. It's not talking about a literal woman. You know, they call you know, wisdom is called woman. Understanding is referred to as she, as she, you know. So church in scripture is referred to as of many places as woman. All right. And uh, you remember Jezebel, right? The uh, Ahab's wife, Jezebel, you know, the one that threatened to kill Elijah, Eliahu, after he killed her 800 Baal prophets. And she wrote him a, a note, and, and, and he read it, and it caused him to run away and wanted to die. <laughs> and Yah, Yahuwah had to send him back. Remember that story? Yeah. He was evidently tired or something. I mean, he just got to calling down fire from heaven and, and you know, and, and burning up uh, things, and then just had 800 false prophets killed and then a woman Jezebel writes them a note and says before the day is over I'm going to do to you what you did to the, my 800 prophets and he got, took off running <laughs> anyway that's another story <laughs> okay here's another um, side note just ask when did Adam and Kua called Eve when did they die you know it was said scripture the father said because when you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. In other words, as soon as you eat it, you will die. Well, you know what, beloved? Do you know they died the same day they sinned? They died the same day they sinned. I'm not talking about spiritual death. They died the same day they sinned. Physically. Remember, Scripture says one day with Yahuwah, the Bible says the Lord, is a thousand years to us. So Adam, he lived to be 930. He didn't make it one day. He didn't make it that thousand years. Uh, you know, we don't know uh, when Eve died, but I assure you it was less than a thousand years. You know, Noah lived to be 950. I mean, no, uh, uh, yeah. And the longest liver of men was Methuselah, and he lived to be 969 Nobody lived a thousand years because, so in other words, in the realm of the Father, nobody lived one day. One day 
to Yahuwah is like a thousand years to us. So they died the same day in, in his realm because, beloved, our creator is not subject to time. He created time for us only. For us to give us a chance to, it gave us a chance. Time was for us. So in his realm, in reality, no man lived a day. Adam and Kua called Eve died the same day. <laughs> ah, all right. Something to think about. Now, I know this has given you food for thought and something more to think about. I just hope it was in a positive way. That's what I, this ministry is about. We are a branch. We're just a branch of the kingdom of heaven. We're just a, a, a branch here on earth. We're not a ministry. We don't have a ministry. We are a branch of the ministry. There's only one ministry, and that is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of Yah. You know, somebody, my ministry, my ministry, our ministry. You know, well, I don't have a ministry. I'm a part of the ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, beloved. Oh, Father, I, in the name of Yahusha, sometimes he's pronounced Yahusha, by most called Jesus, I pray that this can be well, well received. Father, perfect my imperfection. Cover me. Help me. Help me by using this podcast to let your message and your, your truth be known. You know, my delivery is not always good, but you, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this flesh and this flesh is imperfect, but I have a perfect heart toward you and I want to do the right thing. And as I always say, if I have said or spoken anything that is not in your will, that's not right with you, that doesn't, that doesn't work with you, please let me know, please. So I can repent before you and at, in the courts of heaven and I can repent before my people, my family, your chosen, your people, the, this chosen few. Oh, Father Yah, I submit these people to you. I submit myself to you. Have your way. Have your way. And let your perfect will be done. Because we know that it is good. Because Yahusha, called Jesus, is our shepherd. And we shall not be in want because all our needs are met. And Father, that we can walk away from childhood fairy tale stories and stop sipping on from a sippy cup or drinking from a bottle or eating baby food from a jar and eat the true meat. Eat the bread. Yahusha is the bread of life. That we shall know the truth. He is the truth the whole truth and the truth and the king will make us free. I am yours and I'm dependent upon you. I'm nothing of myself, but I am more than a conqueror through you who love me. And so is everyone that's listening. Oh, Father, Baruch them, Barak them, bliss them more than they could ever ask or think. Open their ears, their spiritual ears and their spiritual eyes and open their heart, their, their subconscious, their soul and mind to receive your truth, not mine, your truth. And I pray that this chosen few continues to grow. Thank you, Father, for adding another, uh, another, listen, another country, Saudi Arabia, welcome. Now there are 12 countries. Thank you. Thank you. For all of those that you have blessed us with. Thank you, Father. In the name of Yahusha Mashiach. The Messiah. The Redeemer. The only begotten Son of Yah. He who is known to most as Jesus the Messiah. Or he's called Christ. But he is a Messiah. 
Beloved, I was going to call out all, go and look up in all the, the 12 countries. I know there's Japan. I know there's Singapore. I believe there's Russia. There's Germany. There's uh, Nigeria. There's Taiwan. There's um, there's the U.S. Yeah. And uh, I can't, I have to, I will name all the ones. I can't remember all the names on, you know, and I think there's... Um, Maybe Colombia. Anyway, there there are twelve different countries now, and there are forty-eight or forty-seven of us, I believe. Yeah. Welcome. Anyway, thank you. I hope you held on. I didn't mean to make it this long because I know sometimes people have their attention span is, is very short. But I just allowed him to take me where he wanted to. Some things I mentioned, I I told myself I wasn't going to say it. I'm not going to go there. But it didn't turn out that way. So I just pray and leave myself open to him. All right, 15 minutes. Okay, 51. All right, beloved. I do love you. And I do hope you stick with me, even if it's something you disagree with me. Let's just agree to disagree. And you pray about it, okay? All right. Until we meet again, Cambodia. Yeah, willing, of course. Shalom. Peace be with you. <laughs>